From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Dilly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. Back in episode 36, we talked about non-negotiables and why they're important in your everyday. Naming your non-negotiables is a great start to living an intentional life. However, in this week's episode, we're going to take it a step further and talk about core values. Many of life's decisions are determined by what we value the most. Knowing your values and intentionally honoring them in your life will give you a sense of purpose. When you identify your values and intentionally make them a part of your life, you will feel confident that your life is not a result of just going with the flow. But before we get started, let's ask our friends an In Your Words question. This week, we want to know, what were you known for as a child, and are you still known for that? So as a child, um, I was a very creative kid, and I loved drawing, I loved painting. Um, the only problem is that I actually used my mom's living room wall as my main canvas. Um, but it was interesting that um, instead of my mom getting really mad at me for doing that, she actually saw the gift and she saw the potential. And she, based on what she saw on that wall, she started investing on um, new pencils and coloring pencils and markers and all that stuff so that I could develop that gift. And it's great to see that I use that gift until uh, today. I'm 30, 39 years old and I have a seven-year-old daughter who loves to draw and who loves to learn all the things that I teach her when it comes to drawing and coloring and different techniques. So it's great to see that something that I did as a kid, I'm still using it today. This is Denise, and after thinking about it a little bit and trying to remember what I was like as a kid and what um, what I'm like now, two things came to mind. So as a kid, I was the middle child, and so I wanted everything to be fair. Whatever my older sister had or my younger brother had, I wanted to also have it. And so that sense of justice and righteousness and fairness has carried uh, carried through to adulthood and I still feel like I get some righteous indignation when things aren't fair or just or as they should be and then another thing that came to mind was I never procrastinated as a kid whenever I had an assignment at school I would have to get it done the night that it was given to me I hated waiting until the last minute it would just cause so much anxiety in my little heart that I wouldn't be able to sleep So I learned to do things quickly so that I didn't have to deal with them later on. And I've taken that with me into my career. When I'm given an assignment or a task or a project, I kind of map things out and get uh, get it done as soon as I can. So I don't have to have this looming stress kind of plaguing me uh, until it's finished. So, yeah, I would say justice and lack of procrastination. Those are some awesome answers. Thank you so much for participating. Keep them coming. When I was young, I was known for my creativity. And when it came time to sit down and talk about my values, I almost forgot that that's what I was known for as a child. And that's what's still important to me now. And making the connection between my childhood pursuits, passions, talents, and even values helped me to identify what it is that's important to me as an an adult. And it's kind of eye-opening to see that I haven't changed. 
that I still love mm-hmm. the things that I loved before, and they're still really meaningful to me in my life. So um, creativity is a value for me. It's um, in our family's mission statement. One of the things that we state is that we create beauty and we celebrate life. And, you know, everything I do, I bring creativity to it. And that's why it's a value for me. But before we get ahead of ourselves, I'd love to just talk about what values are. So Elise, you're a life coach and Noelle, you've been through life coaching. So you guys have had the opportunity to sit down and, and identify your values. Um, And so I'm just going to kind of start from the beginning and tell everybody what they are. Um, Values are the Mm -hmm. things that you believe are important in the way you live and work. Your values are the why of how you live and what you do. So your personal values are a central part of who you are and even who you want to be. And the interesting thing about values, which I was kind of touching on when we, when we started talking about creativity was that, um, you know, even if you don't have time, even if you haven't taken the time to identify what's important to you and those values, that they're still at work in your life. You just may not have noticed. And mm. I think sometimes to identify values can sound like a scary thing. It can feel overwhelming because there's so many good values out there. Like, you know, if you look at a values uh, list, why not espouse all of them? I mean, they're all good, right? But there's mm-hmm. certain things that are inherent to who we are that rise to the top. And so in identifying your values, um, it's it's more about discovering them than determining them. Would you mm. guys agree? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. You You really do discover them as opposed to creating them they're they kind of already you're you are always living according some set of values mm-hmm. whether yes. you want to or not right yeah i was gonna say you you mentioned they're all good so why not sort of embrace them all and i think that's the problem um when we don't determine what our values truly are and embrace them and own them then we are really sub to grasping onto all kinds of values mm. and trying to make them all top priorities. And you can't. And so yeah, good. I think you end up sort of watering down mm-hmm. what your values are if you don't know what they are. I think there's tremendous value in knowing what your values are mm-hmm. and determining that these are values that I want to keep. This is a value that and I, I agree that they're sort of um, organic, but I, I also think we can kind of say, hmm. I've put this pretty high on my, my priority list and I don't necessarily want to. That's not, you know, so I think assessing makes room for evaluating and prioritizing. And I think that's really important, especially in intentional living, which is what we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. When I did the um, value assessment test with Elise, because Elise is my life coach, one of the things that I discovered was that the things that I valued, like truly valued, I actually wasn't putting enough time towards. Mm. So I had to make a big shift. But like things like friendship was a big thing for me. And I wasn't spending any time with friends. This is about a little over a year and a half ago. I literally had no time to have coffee with one friend a week. And I realized this is a huge value, something so important to me. And it yeah. wasn't happening. And I, I sat down with Elise and I had to actually look at my schedule and say, now look, where can I 
put some time towards this because this is something that I value so that when it is happening in my life, it actually rejuvenates me. It makes me feel more alive. It inspires me. So eventually I went down, um, I changed my schedule. I went down to three days and three full days in the office as opposed to five full days in the office Mm -hmm. and had time to be with a friend once a week. It was great. Yeah. And I think also when you do determine those values, well, I mean, that's the value of, I can't stop using the word value. That's why it's so important to put that stuff on paper because you're in the middle of your wonderful, messy, busy life and you forget. And so to do, you know, I think it's worthwhile for all of us to um, evaluate how our values are matching up with how we're living on an ongoing basis. You know, yeah. once a year, at least like, mm-hmm. and you know, I know that, um, Kimberly, you've got an inventory, I believe. Yep. Um, too. So, you know, yeah, download it and put it in a file and copy it every year and, and go over it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as Elise mentioned, everything that we talk about today will be in the show notes, but it'll also be in a document that I created called a core values inventory kit that's available on my website. Um, most recently on my blog, I've been talking about values and how they affect your life and how to actually identify them. So even though that we're going to be talking about them here today on the podcast, I do have a sheet that makes it super easy for you to just download and walk through the exercise, um, on your own so that you don't have to take furious notes while we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. We talked about what a value was, but let me give you some examples of what values are because it's it's a vague word. If you're not yeah. actively working in, you know, this kind of if you're not actively using this language and it's not really a part of your life, it's kind of vague. When I first mm-hmm. got the assessment from my life coach, I was like, I, I don't I don't know what a value is. Like, what, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Like, I value a lot of things, um, and so. I'll give you a quick example of some, um, and I'll probably end up mentioning ones that tend to be on my list. Um, but things like balance or efficiency or family, freedom, hard work, um, on, on my list is excellence, financial stewardship, creativity, um, And, you know, I think that, you know, there's a tendency to say, well, creativity isn't as important as like faithfulness or integrity. So why is, why is integrity on, not on your list and creativity is not on your, creativity is. And the interesting thing about that is it's not like it's just because I value creativity and creativity falls into my top five does not mean that I don't strive to live a life of integrity. Hmm. Um, it just means that I actively use that um, to choose how I use my time and my resources and what I bring to the table in my home and what I incorporate into my life intentionally. Um, another good example of the, that, I mentioned financial stewardship. This is an example I used on my blog. And um, it's my favorite example to use. One of the things that are important to me is financial stewardship. And part of the reason is because my financial life was a disaster in college. When I tell you that I, first of all, I had no money in college. I busted my butt to pay for the things I needed to pay for, but I was also spending it on ridiculous things. 
Um, I had maxed out all these credit cards that these people had given me when I first enrolled in school. And it was a mess. And so I really fought really, really hard to get out of that mess. And so that's become a real big priority for me. It's become one of my values. And it's also Hmm. lines up with my husband. So it's a value for our family. So on my blog, I talk about teaching kids how to handle their money. I'm very conscious about, um, you know, when I spend the afternoon with my kids and I'm making financial choices, it's an opportunity for this to be a lesson. I'm teaching them to be a consumer every time we go to the store together. Um, and, and another thing that that particular value has done for us is that it's helped me determine how to use my time. And so I could volunteer for every committee that the school has, but then it becomes overwhelming and I can't do it all. So what am I going to choose to do, use my time for? And it just so happens that there is an entrepreneurship program at my children's school that I volunteer my time for. And my husband actually is um, part of our committee. My children are really involved in the program. You can read about it more on the blog. But when, when it comes time for me to go to these school meetings and they need volunteers for something, I can sit back and say, no, not, not doing that. Like this program lines up with my values. Our family goes hardcore this time of year to make this a priority and make this happen and and contribute this to the school and the community. And these other things, they're not what I'm passionate about. I don't place, I don't want to say I don't place a high value on them, but they're not in my top five. So I can easily say, this is a values fit for me. This is not. And I can feel confident about what I'm contributing and not feel guilty like, oh my gosh, I should be like, you know, working on the food bank or I should be working on, you know, the wrapping paper fundraiser, that's not my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and again, that goes back to all these things are good, but they're not the best for you. And um, I think it's Oswald Chambers who said the good robs from the best. And, mm-hmm. you know, it does tie into as Christian women, we, I think most of us believe we have a calling of some sort. And I think that's tied to your values. Like Mm -hmm. what is that thing that you were sort of made to do? And your creativity certainly ties into that when you consider Kimberly, what you're doing with your life. And again, I, I certainly would say, especially when I was younger and in the midst of so many, you know, sort of organizing so many lives and all kinds of different schools and being asked to do all kinds of things, um, it would have been really helpful for me to have gotten in touch with what my values truly were. Cause I didn't, I didn't at that time. For one thing, it wasn't that it, we weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this intentional living is much bigger now than it was then. Um, mm. and so as a result, I definitely said yes to things that, and, and I still have to be careful of that saying mm. yes to things that are just not, you know, I think, I think your clarity, Kimberly is, is awesome. Because that's what, that's the tremendous gift you get from being clear on your values, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, for, again, lots of moms, particularly moms who are uh, working out of their homes or, quote, stay-at-home moms, um, this is really important Mm -hmm. so that they're not tripping over themselves to, um, you know, say yes to things that somebody else would be better able to do or even better served to do. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Noelle, do you have any examples of values and how they've shown up in your life, intentionally or unintentionally? Yes. Recently, I was, recently someone had 
sort of suggests I, I interview at a job at a company to do some like brand marketing and they had kind of an end. So they're like, Oh, you should interview for this job. You would really, you, you could be a good fit. You'd make a lot of money. And, you know, for a hot second, I thought about it. I mean, maybe more than a hot second. I was like, well, it'd be nice to make a lot of money. But when I thought about my values, one of my values right now is to, is to be present at home for my kids because they both uh, are kids with learning disabilities. And so they really need me to be home at homework time. Like homework time is, is unique to our family. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> so it really, I mean, at least it sounds that way when I talk to other people, mm-hmm. but they do need me to advocate for them. I do do a lot of, a lot of meetings for them. Like I have an IEP meeting, IEP meeting this week. And these are things that have to really juggle and change. If I had a job where I'm going to the city at seven o'clock in the morning and I'm coming home at seven o'clock at night, that doesn't line up with my values. It sounds glamorous and it sounds fun and maybe something for the future, but it doesn't line up with my Mm -hmm. values. Now It, it would mean that I probably have less time for my friends because I need to give all that little extra bit of time to my family. It would mean that I probably need to hire a nanny. Like these are all the things you have to think about, but having your values really clear before you helps you make decisions. Well, you know, I'm actually not going to spend time applying for this job, interviewing for this job, because I know if I got this job, it wouldn't line up my values. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I think that's such a good example because again, you're a mom, you're at home at times that's mundane and sort of like, really, yeah. is this of any value? But when you start to put it in line with your true values, yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And so it has you feeling potentially less frustrated about where you are because you realize you've made that decision. You haven't been forced into being home and, you know, whatever that entails. You've chosen it. And you may have chosen the sacrifices that go along with that as well mm-hmm. yeah. because because you're trying to live a life that really is aligned with your values. And I think that, again, it, it's another reason to, to understand what your values are because yeah. of so much fr- – I, I see a lot of moms who are very frustrated with some of the – Again, the mundane, mundanity, mundacity, mm-hmm, whatever the mm-hmm. word is that I yeah. can't make up of, <laughs> of day-to-day life and raising children. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of, I remember, you know, doing the laundry and like cursing and like, oh God, another load of laundry. <laughs> yeah. And and this little still small voice saying, you are, you've chosen to be home. This is a, yeah. this is a privilege to be able to do this laundry. Other people don't even have that choice. So yeah. again, it, it's, it's really, it's a great way to regroup and say, Oh, this is why I'm doing this. This is really, really important to me. So I, I mean, you know, being home for kids homework might not sound yeah. very important or certainly doesn't sound glamorous, but that you have chosen to be that intentional with kids who really need that support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think is awesome yeah. and admirable. Yeah, and it releases me from any guilt yeah. that this is my choice, in a sense, because I've embraced my values. Oh. Mm-hmm. I can look at other people who are doing the New York thing, and and I'm happy for them, but I could be like, oh, maybe I should be doing that. Yeah, yeah. I should be doing that. You know, I'm, I'm 34 years old. Gosh, now or never kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But 
I, but because I know what my values are, my personal values, which may not be the same as theirs, I can be like, no, it's okay. This mm-hmm. is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and there absolutely are um, – some of us are called to be in the workplace and to yeah. um, live live out what's important to us there. Maybe, you know, there's absolutely. an impact yes. that you have in the workplace that – like if we're working from home, you don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no value that's less than the other. So I just want to make sure we say that. Um, Absolutely. Because everybody's situation is different. You know, I've been doing a lot of research on culture and organizational culture um, in the workplace and values mm-hmm. um, for an e-course that I'm writing about family culture. And one of the things that they said in the book, Good to Great, was that all of these companies that were crazy successful, that became great companies, it didn't matter what their values were. The indicator of their success was that they chose those values and that they espoused those values and that they were working those values within the company. It was yeah. the focus that made them great, not what yeah. the values were. And so um, just to remind everybody, your values are going to look absolutely different than other people and there are no better values than others and um so the examples that we're using are not are absolutely not um meant to say this is what you should be doing but no way and this is very personal they translate different for different seasons i you know i'm hoping to god that when they're in college i don't need to be present (laughs) for homework time (laughs) do you know what i mean i think these things will change i'm I really am praying that is not the case, but yeah. just right in the small little part of our, you know, a very short part of our time together, mm-hmm. this is what they need, you know, but they could look different when they're in high school. So that's yeah. the beauty though. You know, you don't have to feel like it's forever. Yeah. No. And I, and I really appreciate Kimberly, what you were saying too, because, um, I, we, we the, the good news is in many ways we really do get to choose and, mm-hmm. I think, again, one of the things that we can get caught up in is the comparison stuff, the competition. Mm-hmm. The, there is a divide often between women who work out of the home, women who work at home or stay home. Um, and, and there is sometimes finger pointing and my way is better. And mm-hmm. that is absolutely not what we're espousing here at all. It just mm-hmm. happens to have been what our different experiences were. And quite frankly, I, uh, I hate to say this cause I can tell you that I felt very guilty about it at the time, but I didn't have my values inventory. So I didn't understand that <laughs> part of what I was trying to live out was my values. But, um, I took on a huge quote job for moms in prayer international when I was in the middle of raising my kids. And, um, it took a lot of time and a lot of effort and it definitely took some time away from my kids. And, um, you know, there was, there was guilt because of that. Hmm. Um, but by the same token, I have no doubt that that's what the the Lord was calling me to. And so I guess in in a way, instead of, because I hadn't been so clear about this and what my values were and how it lined up with my values and all that, that I think that guilt could have been alleviated by, again, going through a process of saying, okay, this is what, like owning what I was doing instead of yeah. feeling like, you know, this, this big, huge part of my life was a little bit on the side of my life. Cause what I was really supposed to be doing was raising my children, feeding them, clothing them, et cetera. Yeah. And yet I had a call and mm-hmm. how, so uh, again, um, values can help you 
the, the getting in touch with your values and doing family mission statements and things like that can really give you a yardstick, a plumb line that helps you say no mm-hmm. and yes and no and whatever the particular thing. And I think of, for some reason, I just, I love, um, uh, the Nestor, Michaelin, um, because I feel like she's one of the, exa- the best examples I've ever seen of somebody who lives a life according to her values. And I think about the story she told where, um, you know, she's got the book and she's doing all these, um, book tour things going all over the place. And in the middle of the whole thing, she was like, this is just not working for me. This is causing undue stress. And I, it is, it is not lining up with what is important to me in my life. And she was able to step back from that tour. So I I just feel like Mm -hmm. it's an incredibly empowering, um, process. And I really do encourage people to one way or the other, get in touch with their core values and the core values inventory kit mm-hmm. from Kimberly is a good place to start. So. Yeah. I have one more example. Um, last year, you know, there's, there's a time every year where they have soccer tryouts for, um, these club teams that everybody wants to be on. And it's exciting and fun. And I, I feel like, you know, my kids are the only ones that aren't on club teams, which is not true. Um, but the, the time of year came for us to try out for these sports. And I had moms coming up to me. Are you trying out? Which which tryouts are you going to? Which teams are you trying? Who are you And I was like hearing these conversations thinking, oh, my gosh, I need to be on top of this. I need to get them signed up for the tryouts. I need to get them on the team. They're not going to they're not going to play in college if they're not on a team. And, da, 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 da. and it was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. So I did everything I had to do. And um and in this, in, in this instance in particular, my husband was like, kind of like, oh, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. And he was kind of at work and here I am trying to get them into these tryouts. And at one point I called him up and I'm like, we need to slow down for a second. Like mm-hmm. this is, mm-hmm. this is stressing me out, like feeling like I need to have my kids on certain teams so I can be a part of certain conversations on the playground. And, and I said, we have to like mm-hmm. hold this up example. against our values. Like our kids love soccer. I happen to think that they're there. It comes naturally to them. Um, so yeah, sure. If this is something that they're interested in, sure. Let's let them try out. However, a side note was that I was still needing to drag them out of the house sometimes for soccer practice because they, I don't want to go like they were into soccer, but they weren't like Uber, like I need to play every day of the week. And so here I am trying to get them into a program where they're going to be playing every day a week. And it's going to cost us a lot of money, more money than I want to spend. And so, like, is this our, like, our values? You know, I had to say to my husband, like, we've been wanting to travel to certain places, and we haven't because we say we don't have the money. But on a whim, because everybody else is doing it, we're getting ready to sign them up for a team so we can write a check that we don't, I don't, I don't want to write so that they can participate in teams so that I hope that they're good enough to play in college. Like this is all going too fast, too much. Um, and so we were able to say, Hey, you know what? This is not like, I would rather take this money and I would rather travel. I would rather, you know, plan next year's vacation. And what happened is my kids did not make the team, (laughs) but, Oh, there you go. There we go. That was easy. (laughs) Thankfully. Um, but we would have been a hard conversation had they have made the team because I would have had Mm -hmm. to been like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if we're going to do this. Like we're, we're rushing into this. 
but I think that they also understood because I was able to say, hey, guys, you know, my me and my kids have very transparent conversations about money. This is how much it costs to go where we want to go. And this is how much being on this team is going to cost. Like, what do you guys want to do more? Like, do you and like so they're starting to understand yeah. What's important to us and let's make it happen. Let's not get distracted by these other things. And so when we That's didn't make the team, great, I was like training. a huge sigh of relief, but also being like, okay, great. Now we can actually do what we say we want to do. We can do what we say is important to us. And so that's what we're doing. We're getting ready to take yeah. a trip over spring break and we are busting our butt to make it happen financially, cutting back in certain areas because it's a value for us to travel and have our kids experience things they can't experience at home. Yeah, that's a perfect example and a wonderful example. Um, again, there's this tide that we can get caught up in and um, live our lives according to it, and it may not be what we value most. So mm -hmm. that's a great example, and um, we certainly lived through that one too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All kinds of things. I remember in light of that, um, just hearing that there were a couple of uh, presentations going on around town about, um, you know, okay, so great. You, you, you go through this whole soccer thing, you pay all kinds of money for what is, what is, uh, akin to personal training in soccer and s your child is m more than likely <laughs> at some point going to quit in high school. And I say that out of experience myself with, with yeah. girls who were totally in to soccer. I mean, they were totally in and both of them, um, you know, quit. And um, one of them quit, I think it was right in the beginning of senior year and another one quit in junior year. So and then the other part of the presentation was also about um, how you've put this major investment into your children's lives and you think that maybe it'll lead to a scholarship. In college, I mean, many parents think that that way, and it turns out no, oh no, like the numbers of kids that play soccer in college are astoundingly low. So again, it's this, you know, this group mentality, and in order to get a grip on it, you have to step out and remind yourself of what your values are. It's a mm -hmm. great picture of how you guys did that. Yeah, <clears throat> and also teaching your children about it along the way, fabulous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, it is easier to figure out your values than you think it is. So we're going to give you a few steps. And these are some of the steps that'll be in that core values inventory kit, but we'll walk through them quickly. Um, so the first thing that you can do to figure them out is to answer a few questions. Um, for example, when are you the most fulfilled and satisfied? And you can find examples of this both in your personal life and in your career. Um, a few years back, I guess it feels like forever ago, um, but about two years ago, I was working for a local television production company doing design, and it was super satisfying, super fulfilling. I would come home energized to, to, to serve my family because it was meeting this need of creativity within me. Um, and then the job transitioned, and it became something that was more administrative, um, because 
I was working with them and they didn't want to let me go because the design portion of it was over. And now here I am doing administrative work, which I don't mind, but it wasn't satisfying. And so again, just a confirmation of when I'm doing creative things and when I'm collaborating, it is energizing and fulfilling. And so like, look back over your career and what scenarios and situations were you the most satisfied? Did you get the most energy? And also another question that you can consider is um, when you're having your best day, what characteristics are present in you? What are you living out? What are you sticking to your guns on when you're happiest with yourself and when things are going well? Um, Elise, you want to share number two with us? So number two is identify the values that are most important to you. And a quick search on Google can help you find a list similar to the one that Kimberly uses in her inventory kit. Or again, you can download that. And then you select as many as you'd like. Um, and remember that all the values listed are great. However, it's important to identify the ones that are most important to you. And yeah, there are tons of those lists. And I actually do recommend not choosing as many as you'd like. I'd say between five and ten. Just to kind of help yourself mm-hmm. narrow down the most important things. Mm-hmm. If I may. If that little. No, that's fine. Suggestion. Yeah. Because I would tend to check off all 52 (laughs) And so I really need to force myself to prioritize, you know, okay, let's really think about this. Let's, let's, let's not love everything. Mm -hmm. What are the things that are most important? So Noelle, would you like to talk about number three? Number three, for greater perspective, ask your spouse or close friend what they would list as your core values. So often, you know, you can't see the obvious or you may second guess yourself based upon insecurities. I'd be scared to ask my husband though. What my <laughs> 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 I think it's the opportunity for him to share <laughs> what they might maybe feels. should be. Yeah. <laughs> I've asked my friends. No, I haven't. I don't think I've asked my husband, but especially when I do um, like a bio, like when I first wrote my bio for my website, I was like, this is hard. And I, I asked three of my closest friends. I'm like, what do you, what do you see in me? Like, what, what do you think, what do you think I value? <laughs> what do you think I, I like what? Yeah. I, think I that's definitely helpful. answered that question for you years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Going through that process. Cause yeah, it's, it's that, that, and that's a good way to assess yeah. because we are not always onto ourselves. Yeah. No. no. I mean, how many times are we with family members or friends and we're like, they always do that and they have no idea. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. or they don't see the patterns in their life. You know, they think, well, I don't really, um, you know, have a family culture. Um, yeah, you do this. You, you all the time do this with right. your spouse and you, you, you I it. see you implement this with your children. You absolutely do. Yeah. Like different yeah. things like that. Yeah. Like we're able to see that. Yeah, I think the first thing, because I know one of my husband's values is being on time. It's mm. a huge value for him. Mm-hmm. So time management. Mm. And he would say that would not be one of my values. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure my husband wouldn't be able to say that about me either. Oh, <laughs> He'd be like, gosh. tardiness is your value. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now once you've created this list of values based on what you've indicated from the um, – overall master list of values, you may have trouble figuring out what your top five are and narrowing it down. 
Um, but here's some tips. You can rate them on a scale of 1 to 10 to give them priority, and then your top five are your top five. Um, sometimes you might have two values that are the same rank or that you kind of struggle mm. with. And what you could ask yourself is, if I could satisfy only one of these, which one would I choose? That's good. Um, and again, like, what, what have your friends said? Let's look mm-hmm. at, let's find, let's take that answer and apply it to our list. Do we see it on the list? Um, does it need to be elevated in the list in terms of priority? And then also going back to the questions we first asked, when were you most fulfilled? And what, when you're having your best day, what characteristics are present in you? And so when you kind of cross-reference the answers that we've talked about previously with your list, you'll start to be able to knock things off and say, yeah, I appreciate that, but that's not, that doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. go to the top no, of the list. True. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point too. It's, it's, um, you're, you're trying to narrow down top fives so that you can have some, uh, real clarity, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you don't have, you know, five to 10 more values that are important. They're just not as important. Mm-hmm. They can still guide you. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Yep. And you can even think about mm-hmm. that too. You know, what are my top five? What are my next five? What are my next five? Mm-hmm. And, and how do I, um, because some of those lower priorities are, can still be important to do from time to time mm-hmm. or to invest in, in time for time in time. Yeah. From time to time. And to have that list handy when you do your budget every year or when you are about to That's commit good. to things, have them written down somewhere in your bullet yeah. journal, for example, um, mm. so that you can kind of flip to that page and say, okay, there's a major decision that we have to make as a family. How do we make it? That's the first thing you go to. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, Elise, what's your coaching challenge for us this week? Rather than do something easy, I'm going to make it a little greater challenge. So the first step really is um, to know what your values are. And again, if you don't know them, there is Kimberly's um, inventory kit. So first establish what your values are. I'm considering that a done deal. And then I want everybody to take a look at what they're doing with their life and instead of adding something that lines up with their values, I would, I'm challenging you all to take something away, to re- remove something from the list of your activities mm, that good. does not line up with your values. I think that's a great challenge because I do think the obvious thing is run out and put something, do something new that's on your values list. But I, I like that, that it's not the obvious. Take something off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's freedom again, just like anything else that we talked about, a budget negotiables, there's yeah. freedom and knowing what you will do and what you won't do. And you have confidence when you say yes and confidence when you say no to things. That's right. That's right. That's you awesome. Own it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for this episode. You can find everything we talked about in the show notes, including a link to the core values inventory kit that we mentioned earlier in the show. It'll walk you through everything that we talked about today. You can also subscribe to the newsletter at circlesoffaith.org where you receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. You can also find us on social media as Circles of Faith and subscribe to us in iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.